What's up, everybody? It's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office after a pretty long hiatus from the old podcast. Um, we have been on the road quite a bit the last month, and uh, that is what is the next couple uh, podcasts are going to be about. Is uh, It is going to be a travel extravaganza, so uh, hopefully you got some time. Because these are going to be broke down. I think I'm going to do it in a couple or three. So, yeah. If you've been following along on any of the socials, uh, you probably saw some really epic pictures from Montana. Uh, and then you probably saw me on the road uh, to Indiana and Illinois and a bunch of other places like that. So, um you know, get yourself a hot towel and a chicken burrito because this is going to be a serious, serious storytelling time. Uh, but first, I just want to say thank you, everybody, all the Patreon donors. Um, you guys are great. I appreciate you very much. Um, you know, we can always use some more. Um, it's always helpful. These things, uh, you know, they don't produce themselves they i pay a guy to do stuff so um yeah it's uh it's important to get a little help so uh you know thank you everybody that that's doing it and uh even uh, you guys that aren't uh you know whatevs i understand i know it's uh it's uh, whatever it's fine um I enjoy doing this, and uh, I, I definitely don't do it for <laughs> definitely don't do it for the money. So, uh, so yeah. But anyway, um, thank you everybody for all the support and everything. And uh, let's jump into the travel extravaganza. Uh, but first, we're going to start with uh, we're going to go over the vehicles because <clears throat> oh, and the circumstances of the trip. So, a few months ago, got a call from a guy uh, in Montana that had um, uh, several, several international cabs. Um, most of them were complete with front fenders and grills and you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and a couple of scouts as well. And, uh, you know, through emails and photos and stuff, I decided to, you know, make him an offer on the, on the lot. It was 10 cabs and one scout tub is what we finally agreed on. And, um, so I started trying to figure out how the hell am I going to get 10 cabs and a scout home? Uh, that just, the, like, that's a... <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to haul. And to go to Montana, it was almost 15 hours from here to there. So, um, you know, it really had to make the trip count. Because, uh, you know, I can't make, especially with the cost of fuel right now, can't make 15 trips back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So, um, had to figure out how to make it all work in one shot. So 
and we des devised a plan that, um, you know, having a flatbed truck, flatbed pickup, really is the only way to get anything done, um, you know, because of the uh, flexibility you have in whatever you put on it, you know, especially if it's a, like a dually where you've got damn near seven foot wide flatbed, uh, you know, you, you got a lot of room for hauling. So, um, Steve, my lead tech and, uh, you know, probably the only reason that we're still in business, he was working on a 71, 12, 10, three quarter ton, four wheel drive that I had sold him months before. And he was, you know, going through it mechanically and cleaning it up, but, uh, it had a flatbed. And so then the wheels started turning, <clears throat> um, you know, how epic of a trip would it be to take two internationals? So my black truck and his orange truck load it up, you know, go all the way to Montana, load up these cabs and scout body and come all the way back, you know, all international, all serious, serious work. It was, uh, you know, an epic undertaking. So that set wheels in motion. I got a hold of my buddy, Cody, uh, wandering beast on Instagram and uh, I think he's on, that's his name on YouTube as well, um, to document this trip. You know, we're, we're in the process of making a YouTube video right now. Um, so that'll be out fairly soon. But, uh, yeah, so we decided that if we're going to do something cool like this, it really, it really should be documented. Um, because there's not a lot of people that could ever do it um in the first place so it was it was kind of up to up to us to make sure that it goes down in the in the record books so um so steve started working on his 71 uh pretty more regularly uh he'd already like it ran and drove when i sold it to him it was a pretty solid old truck um you know central oregon had a tiny bit of rust in it but uh, not terrible and so, uh, he had pulled the, um, the freeze plugs had started weeping on it after he started using it. So went in the shop, pulled the transmission out, um, to get to the freeze plugs behind the block, the back of the block, did all the freeze plugs in the side of the motor, flushed it out real good, which, you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all. Um, talk about flushing, um, you're flushing the blocks out, you know, even when you're doing like a, just a basic reseal or something, I, I still recommend that you pull the engine, pull all the freeze plugs, flush everything out, clean it up and, uh, and get it back together that way. So that at least, you know, that the, the engine has a fighting chance of staying cool. So, um, so he did all the freeze plugs, resealed, uh, valve covers, stuff like that. Uh, put a new clutch in it. Um, new output seal on the trans, just 
basic stuff like that. Um, got into the rear end, had to replace the spider gears in the rear, um, did all the brakes front and rear, rebuilt the knuckles up front, a uh, new drag link as uh, we make the those heavy duty replacement drag links for the C and D series. So he threw one of those in, um, you know, like I said, rebuilt the brake system, uh, redid the carb, flushed the fuel tank, uh, cleaned all that out, fresh water pump, just really, really did a solid mechanical on it. Of course, full tune up, plugs, wires, still running points. I haven't, he hasn't quite moved on to Protronics yet, but, uh, but you know, it ran really good, uh, with the points and everything being adjusted. So, um, went through all that and then he got into rust repair. And so even though it was a pretty solid truck, it needed some floor patches. Um, so while he had the fuel tank out, he, uh, replaced some spots on the floor, redid a little bit of the cowl, um, the lower windshield corners had a little rust in them. You know, like if you're familiar with the D series is they almost all have rust in that lower windshield corner. Um, so I mean, he went deep. He decided to just not screw around and he pulled the cowl off and, and repaired a bunch of stuff, sprayed the inside of it with Raptor, you know, primered everything, rust, uh, got everything clean and painted. Uh, the interior of the truck, same thing. He, um, he raptored all the inside, cleaned it all up real good. Just, you know, just went, went over and above on the rust repair. And, you know, he's doing all this after work and on the weekends. I mean, he's a real, he's a real animal. Um, you know, I don't think I could have got that much done. I would have ended up making the trip with holes in my floor and, you know, whatever. But, uh, he, um, he really put in a, a ton of work on it and it really showed like the truck as we'll talk about later in another podcast, the truck really shined, um, really showed you what, what an original international truck was capable of in 1971, because that's how I, I, I mean, it still was running points, two barrel Holly carburetor, a mechanical fuel pump like it was all <laughs> it was about as original as you could get without having an ih on the parts like there it just was stock it was bone stock and uh you know it had so the drivetrain was a 345 the t18 wide ratio uh dana 60 rear 44 front 410 gears and uh, we put some 33-inch tires on it, some uh, 285, 75, 16s, um, you know, 10-ply, 10 10-ply, 10 all-terrain tires. And, uh, you know, that seems to be a, a good combination. So what we figured out was um, 70 miles an hour is 3,000 RPM. So... Um, we knew it would be at the upper end of its operating range, but it's still under the, you know, 3,400 or whatever the, the safe operating RPM range is. Um, so 
he did all that uh, while the dash was out because he completely gutted the interior. Uh, so while the dash was out, he went through all of the switches and wiring and um, got everything cleaned up, got all the dash lights working like they're supposed to, all the gauges tested and cleaned, um, new speedometer cable, uh, heater motor cleaned out, heater box taken care of, heater core, all that stuff done, um, flushed the radiator while he was doing the motor work. So really, you know, it had a good, clean cooling system. Everything was new in that respect. You know, five blade fixed fan, no, no fan clutch. Um, but it did have a shroud and, uh, but no, just really went through, you know, the lights all work great. Uh, I don't think he had any issues getting it together. Um, so uh, had to come into the shop here for some last minute stuff. We ended up um, putting a, a class four hitch on it here. Uh, got the trailer controller wired up. Um, West Coast mirrors put on. We took the doors apart. Got the the nice West Coast mirrors put on and uh, kind of greased up some stuff. Uh, got the door stuff working better. You know, while while you got the panel off, just like I talked about before. If you're in there, you might as well do it up. So, you know, you vacuum the junk out. We sprayed everything with, um, you know, white lithium grease. Made sure everything was functioning like it was supposed to um, before we put it all back together. So, um, what else did we do here? I think that was about it. Just gave it a nut and bolt once over. And uh, he was going to pull my 20-foot tilt deck um, car trailer. That was the plan. So he'll, he will pull that trailer, which weighs 4,000 pounds on its own. And his truck has a flatbed. So, um, my truck, which I've talked about plenty in the past, my black truck, DT 360 from an international school bus, Allison automatic from a 05 Duramax, uh, and P 205, from a 92 Dodge uh, 70 HD out of a one-ton Chevy pickup rear and a Dodge Dana 60 Kingpin 60 front out of a you know mid 80s Dodge one-ton. So I was running the same size tire 285 75 16, and luckily I have uh, overdrive, so I did not have to do 3,000 RPM to uh, do 70. But um, I decided that for me to haul what I needed to haul, we had to break out the Apocalypse 5000 gooseneck trailer. Actually, it's not a gooseneck. It's a fifth wheel. Uh, the fifth wheel trailer. Because it has a 20-foot flat deck on it, but also has the goose, the high-rise part up over the fifth wheel. So... Um, I knew it was capable of hauling, hauling a fair amount as well. So we, um, broke that out, uh, cause it had been parked for a long time. I kind of had stopped using it. It's the trailer's too light for hauling multiple rigs across the country. It's kind of sketchy when you get trucks up in the air like that. And we go through tires. That is a tire killing trailer. 
So I just haven't used it in a few years. We've kind of been using it for storage. So I get it out, and sure enough, one of the tires is jacked up on it. Um, so last minute tire change, uh, had to repair some wiring on it. Uh, half the trailer brakes didn't work. So, um, got that, the big gooseneck sorted out, wrapped up. My black truck did not have a fifth wheel hitch in it. Um, so I had another set of fifth wheel hitch rails, uh, that I'd gotten out of another truck. So we did a quick install on those. I made some frame brackets that bolted it all together because um, I'm not one of those guys. I don't just bolt stuff to the bed and call it good. Like it actually is frame mounted because I do stuff that, I, you know, <laughs> it's got to hold the weight. So, so I made a frame mounts, got the fifth wheel hitch rails all bolted in, um, got the, the fifth wheel hitch in, it's a 16,000 pound rated hitch. So, um, you know, it's a, it's right about when it's loaded up with two rigs on the trailer, we're right at max capacity, but I figured hauling, um, cabs and empty tubs were, were a lot lighter. So, um, we uh, got the the fifth wheel trailer all cleaned out, cleaned up, um, brakes working, lights working, tires on it, all loaded up. Got it hooked to the black truck. Um, everything's great. Trailer plug worked like it was supposed to. Everything worked. Black truck pulled the trailer around um, like no big deal. It was that trailer empty weighs about forty five hundred. So, you know, just a little bit heavier than the bumper pull, but, um, not because it's a fifth wheel, it, it carries the load a little differently. Um, you know, if you've seen pictures of it if, on the socials, it's pretty ugly. Um, I built it myself. Uh, it started life as a burned out camper. And then I just added a bunch of crap to it out of paranoia for a failure because um, I didn't know what I was going to be doing with it. And uh, so I just went crazy with all kinds of bracing and gusseting and, and all that. And so it added some weight that probably didn't need. But uh, trailer's been good so far. But, uh, you know, the one regret is the, the lighter duty axles. I really, um, well, it's not necessarily even the axles. It's the, the tires I did not, in hindsight, did not give myself enough room between the axle and the deck of the trailer. So when it's loaded, it's real close with the current tire size. So I can run 10 ply tires on these wheels and that's it. And really for what I'm doing, I need like 12 or 14 ply and I can't fit them. They're too, too big. So I'm stuck with these smaller 10 ply, 15 inch wheels. Um, so that's another thing about that trailer that it's good for lighter stuff, but the heavy duty, heavy duty hauling is not, not good for. So anyway, uh, I knew that the cabs would be fairly light and, um, and it would be no big deal. So, uh, the, the thing for us in typical us fashion, 
was that the night that we finished Steve's truck with the hitch and the trailer, hooking the trailer up and making sure all the lights worked, we were leaving the next morning. Steve had not driven his truck more than 10 miles, maybe 15 miles, since I sold it to him. We had no idea what was going to happen. The engine sounded good, didn't make any noise, no, you know, no weird blow by, no head gasket problems, no, you know, nothing like that. Um, transmission seemed to work in all the gears, transfer case, same thing, but other, like it was completely untested and previous to me selling the truck to Steve, it had sat for close to 20 years. Um, just yeah, untested. And before that it was an old ranch truck. Like it hadn't done anything like it was it hauled hay around the field so it was stuck in low range all the time and never saw the highway and never had any um uh, maintenance done on it so that's why steve had to do so much with it you know all the the bearings and kingpin bushings and the closed knuckle front end all had to be replaced you know just stuff like that it uh it really it needed a lot of, uh, it had been neglected for years and years and years. So for him to do what he did and then for us to immediately drive it 1300 miles to Montana while towing, I mean, yeah, it's, it's only 4,000 pounds, but still that's 4,000 pounds. And it just, it, <laughs> you know, like anything could have happened on that trip. And it, it, but, you know, that's just a testament to the quality of, of work that Steve gets done and uh, and what we can do here. So uh, the uh, third part of this story was that we just finished up a mechanical job on a, on a scout traveler for a customer. And so he was in Idaho. So we decided to kill two birds with one stone and swing wide and drop the scout off in Idaho before we hooked up uh, into Montana. So, um, you know, we loaded the scout onto my uh, fifth wheel and uh, because I didn't want to do that to Steve. There's no reason why he needed to tow that scout. So um, put the scout on the trailer on the fifth wheel. Um, Steve was running empty and... uh, we pretty much, I mean, we grabbed Cody and all his camera gear and we had the dogs and, and Josie was with us. Of course, Steve was in his truck with his dog. Um, we filled up on, on fuel and headed out. Um, it's about 160, 170 miles from here to, um, Burns, that's a town, town in, uh, Eastern, Southeastern Oregon called Burns. And Steve ran out of gas before we made the 170 miles. So we, that kind of set the tone for <laughs> a lot of the trip. Uh, we didn't really have any troubles per se, just a lot of 
Steve running out of gas. Uh, we figured out that he only had a 16-gallon tank, and towing the trailer, he was getting about 8 miles to the gallon. So if you do the math, that's short. And if you've ever been to rural Idaho, Montana, there are not a lot of gas stations along the way. So luckily, he had two five-gallon cans in his toolbox, and uh, you know he just kind of tracked it because for whatever reason, even though all the other gauges worked, he could not get the fuel gauge to work, uh, and it has a new sending unit in it, so in the tank. So we weren't sure what was going on there, but anyway, uh, yes, his uh, economy was around eight to ten. Um, my economy pulling just the scout on the fifth wheel, I was around 14. So it, uh, yeah, needless to say, I was covering more and my fuel tank is 22 gallons. So I was covering a lot of ground and enjoying better economy. Um, I mean, Steve didn't care. I was paying all the fuel. So it's just, uh, it just was uh, kind of a bummer that we were having to fill up every like hundred miles. Like hundred was our, like, that was it. Like if we went a hundred miles, we needed to stop and either put a five gallon in so that he could keep going to be safe, or we had to stop and find a place to fuel up. So, so that is the, um, the breakdown of the rigs that we took Steve's 71, 1210 flame red, black interior, Pretty bare bones farm truck, 345, four speed, uh, 205 transfer case. Um, like I said, Dana 60 rear, 44 front, 410 gears, 33 inch tires. Uh, real, real workhorse. Just, you know, I, I'm extremely pleased with, uh, with that truck. So, uh, we will follow up again. Next episode, we're going to go over the, um, the trip to Montana and the Montana experience. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time. I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.